Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It's me, Egbert, once again. I'm the new owner of this station. I went out and hired the best talk radio consultant, Jeff Allen from News Talk STL, and told him to hire the worst talent he could find. Jeff did exactly as I told him. Ladies and gentlemen, here are Brad and John. Every time I hear that promo, I think to myself, does he like us or does he not like us? I guess, I don't, I don't you know. You are our own best judge, Brad. Yeah, That's all that guess. matters. Okay, so John wins this bet where I say we couldn't have any congressional uh, congressional candidates for the third congressional district on the show because nobody would be interested in being on Egbert and the BJ show. John proved me wrong. Because we have a guest. I'm going to hit my little phone right here right now. Hopefully this is going to work. It's going to go in the air. And, oh, it's, it's ringing. I've done something right. <laughs> now, here's the next problem. Hey, Brad. Taylor, how you doing? Good morning. Do you hear me okay? Hey, do you hear me okay? Hello? Yeah, now yeah you... I can hear you now. Okay. I have to apologize to you that, you know, this is not the most sophisticated radio station in the world. <laughs> and the the equipment here is a little bit funky. And John Combest is not in the studio. But can you hear John? John, say something. Hey, Taylor. How you doing? Can you hear him? Uh, very faintly. Okay. So, John, don't get mad at me. I'm pretty much going to have to take this interview because I still don't have this situation worked out. There's an issue where John is not in the studio with me, and there's a thing called Mix Minus, which I won't get into. But uh, it's a little bit tough for John to hear what's going on and vice versa. So, Taylor, it's just you and me. How's that? That sounds perfect. Now, you are an interesting guy in the respect that uh, so far, you're the only guy who's running for the 3rd congress- Congressional District who actually lives in the district. I, I tell you, Brad, that's one of the reasons that I jumped in. Uh, the announcement, Blaine made his announcement January 4th, and we waited seven weeks looking for somebody in the district who actually was going to run, and nobody was raising their hand. And I said, well, I've got this experience. I've got a passion to serve. And so... Uh, I guess I'll be the guy in the district who does run. Interesting. Now, for those of you who don't know you because of the fact that you're sort of a big deal in the center of the state, uh, and we're obviously on the east side of the state, give everybody a thumbnail sketch of who Taylor Burks is. Yeah, the quick elevator pitch. I'm a fifth-generation farm kid that grew up down in southwest Missouri, uh, fifth-generation Missourian. Uh, Joined the United States Navy when I was in college, have served 17 years, aided that on active duty, been in the reserve since, made three deployments overseas to the Middle East. I've served in the Far East in Japan uh, for some short stints. And so a big chunk of my background and experience, not just farming, is in national security and and what we're dealing with in the world. And then after I left active duty, my wife and I moved home. Uh, I went into the private sector. I'm a supply chain professional. So uh, I worked in the hospital systems and then uh, was appointed Boone County Clerk uh, by Eric Greitens back in 2017. Interesting. So you're a, a Navy guy. Can I ask you a qu- real quick question? That's what I'm here for. Do you know who Mike Elam is? He's a St. Charles County commissioner, uh, you know, or, or, or councilman or whatever they call it in St. Charles County. Do you know him? I have not met him, no. Mike is a 
very renowned. He's a radio guy, ex-radio guy, and he still does a lot of public speaking. And I heard he gave a speech one time about graduating from basic training in the Navy, and he uh-huh. gave the 200-yard speech. Are you familiar with this? I'm not, no. Okay, he said that before you graduate from basic training in the Navy, you have to swim at least 200 yards. And they don't care if you dog paddle or whatever. Uh-huh. You have to swim 200 yards. And do you never? You don't know about this then? Uh, not th- not this particular story, no. Well, he said the reason for that is is that you have to be able to swim 200 yards because when the ship sinks, it won't tow you under. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I've, I've done the swim test, but I I uh, didn't realize that the distance was based on the the suction from a ship going under. I say our goal in the Navy though is to keep the ships afloat. That's so we don't right. that. Well, that's the whole thing. Now, you running for Congress? So currently, your uh, what, what was your position again in 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 which county? Uh, I was the county clerk in Boone County, so uh, county administration and uh, local elections. And you're the guy that people complain to when the elections didn't go correct, right? Uh, yes. I mean, you get a lot of those complaints from from both sides. But uh, you're you're the official that fields everybody's beef about how long the wait is or who's on the ballot or why they didn't get this or that. Yeah. Now, why do you want to go to D.C.? Because let's be honest, a lot of times uh, people go to D.C. and they sort of disappear. What's the uh-huh. difference? What's what's the difference that you're going to make if you're the third congressional district guy? Well, I do think it's important that we have somebody who's from the district, who's a Missourian through and through, who knows our local issues, who knows our county issues. You know, uh, being a state legislator is you get a lot of attention. You get a, a lot of uh, opportunity to um, mess with things at the state level. But when you're a county official, you're solving a lot of problems that people are seeing day to day, roads, schools, everything like that. That's what local officials deal with. But the flip side of that is uh, there are a lot of things going on in the world, uh, national security, foreign affairs, the southern border. These are things that I've dealt with my entire career in the United States Navy. And so uh, I thought, hey, why not have somebody who's not a not somebody who spent their career in Jeff City or a lawyer or a doctor or whatever that is, somebody who's worked on the problems that our country is facing so that when you go and you have to question the administration or you have to look into the problems that your constituents are facing, I think that real-world experience is enormously valuable. And then the, the last thing is that it's easy to disappear in D.C. if you – don't have strong roots where you're from. And I, I say, you know, being a fifth generation Missourian, I'm not going to leave my state. I'm going to leave my kids and wife and, and generations of my family back here and go native in Washington, D.C. Now, the, the district you, you are running in is sort of a crazy geographic district. It goes all the way from the Mississippi River at one point, And what, halfway through Columbia? Is that is that correct? You got half of Columbia? Yeah. Columbia got split straight down the middle, right down Broadway, uh, which is where uh, City Hall and restaurants and all the all the popular stuff in Columbia sit right on Broadway. The state legislature two years ago split Columbia and Boone County right down Broadway. So you've got sort of an interesting district if you've got part of Columbia, which is obviously a big college town with uh, Mizzou yep. and obviously Stevens. But then you've got everything in between, a lot of farmland between there and here. And then when you get into the St. Louis area, you've got some fairly heavily populated areas. Right. Is, is that something you see as a challenge for you? Or are you going like, hey, man, I can do that? You know, it's not a challenge for me. I think it's a challenge for the other candidates who don't live here. Um, But when you have grown up on a farm, you can go to the rural areas and talk issues that cattlemen or soy or uh, whatever farmer you are 
uh, talk your issues. And then, like I said, I've I've deployed and been to some of the most populous places in the world and being able to uh, represent the United States, represent my country in the Navy uh, means that you have to know how to navigate some more urban issues. So for me, having lived both of these lifestyles, I think it's pretty easy to uh, to represent this very interesting district, as you say. Well, and, and the thing that's sort of interesting about it is you've got part of uh, what? Uh, how many counties would this include? What? what 16. Five, 16 counties. Wow. Yes, sir. And what's the, the most populous part of that would be on, on our side of the state, the eastern side of the state? So, the, yeah, the single biggest county in the district is St. Charles County. St. Charles has also been split in half, not just because of population, but because of, I think, some of the tomfoolery of the St. Charles politicians that uh, get to Jeff City or got to Jeff City and uh, were part of the uh, wrangling around the redistricting in 2022. So St. Charles got split. St. Charles is the, the largest single county. Columbia is the largest city in the district, but as you know, it's been split in half. Um, and then the rest of it is pretty rural. Cole County, which is Jeff City, Fulton. These are all sizable uh, small cities, but uh, collectively, um, you know, the, the balance is about 50-50 between central Missouri and the eastern part of the district. You're listening to Taylor Burks. He's running for U.S. Congress, 3rd Congressional District. Now, I don't know if you heard this or not, but I hope you're not mad at me. When we originally talked about you, I had some ideas for a campaign for you. Did you hear that podcast by any chance? I did. I did, yep. Okay, now, I hope you don't mind, but... I'm impressed by your credentials and things like that, and I really want to help you. I've already written a commercial for you. Can I can I read it for you? Well, so coming on to the show, I'd, I'd listened to your shows before, and I, I think I DM'd John and uh, knew what was coming up. So I knew you were trouble, but go ahead. <laughs> you knew I was trouble. Okay. Okay, here we go. This is, if I were your campaign manager, this is the commercial I'd run. Hi, I'm Taylor Burks, and I'm running for U.S. Congress. Yes, I'm running swiftly to get things done for you. No dilly-dally. Elect me to U.S. Congress, and I'm going to move swiftly to reduce your taxes. Tired of waiting for your tax returns to returns every year? Elect me, Taylor, and I will pass legislation that will make the IRS get your tax returns due in the mail and get in your hands swiftly. You've heard those other candidates make promises. Just shake it off because you belong with me. I'm Taylor, and I love country music. When you're listening to your favorite country radio station and you hear a Tim McGraw song, think about voting for me. I'm Taylor Burks, and I'm running for U.S. Congress, paid for by Travis Kelsey. What do you think? (laughs) I I think that that's uh, absolutely perfect, and I don't even have to worry about media consultants right now. (laughs) See, there you go. See, you know, I have to tell you, Taylor, already I like you because you have a sense of humor because sometimes we deal with politicians who are wound, shall we say, a little bit too tight. You know what I'm talking about? Well, you, you can't see my face, but I'm, I'm giving you my shocked face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if people want to find out more about you, uh, give us the contact information, web address, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, TaylorBurksForCongress.com is our website. On Facebook, it's Burks for Congress, And on Twitter, you can follow me at Taylor W. Burks. I do my own Twitter stuff, so everything there is a little less polished than the other the other areas. But yeah, TaylorBurksForCongress.com. And I would imagine, uh, because we're in the east central part of Missouri, our, our listenership is essentially the St. Charles, the, the western community, St. Charles County, Franklin County, Warren County. Uh, any uh, uh, trips to this in the near future? We're going to go all over the district, so I'll be there as often as uh, I am in central Missouri. They know me more in central Missouri, which means I want to spend as much time as possible in the eastern part uh, where people get to know me a little better. 
And I understand that uh, this past summer wasn't the best summer for you. It was actually a cruel summer. Is that true? Uh, so my company is a landscape company so i I don't know if this is a landscape joke or a a taylor swift reference that was a taylor swift reference Uh, that that was her big song this summer cruel Uh, summer uh, which we're still playing on our other station taylor it's been a joy you have a sense of humor i love it uh best luck to you and uh we've got a ways to go the primary is what's the date you probably know that are off the top of your head august august 8th august 8th if you don't mind let's uh we'll keep in touch with you a couple more times down the road if you don't mind We'll chat again, absolutely. And do I get that contract of uh, being your uh, your guy putting together your media for you after that great commercial uh, I did we'll, for you? We'll send that over. It'll be in the mail. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. I appreciate Thanks, it. Brett. Uh, bye-bye. John, he's got a good sense of humor, doesn't he? Oh, uh, yeah, that was terrific. That was fantastic. Well, he, you know, you know, I have to be honest with you. I'm impressed by that. I mean, here's a guy who sounds like he's got it all together, obviously served our country in the Navy the whole bit. He sounds like he's he's on top of the game. You know what I'm saying? He is. And, you know, what I would suggest folks do is he had really the, the definitive overview of Taylor's campaign. If you go to my website or actually go directly to This Week in Missouri Politics on YouTube, he did the midweek update with Scott Fawn on Wednesday, I believe it was. And, yeah, I think it was Wednesday. And so Scott walks through the campaign with him for about 30 minutes, and Taylor gives a really deep dive on what the demographics of the district are. If you're not sure exactly if you're in the district, you could listen to it and you can listen to uh, a little bit more about his career. It's a, it's the definitive interview so far with Taylor. And check that out. Again, that's on This Week in Missouri Politics on YouTube. Well, for equal time, we have uh, Mary... You know, I keep wanting to call her Mary Louise. I don't know You why. must have known a Mary Louise I in your life. I think I did because I keep wanting to call her Mary Louise Coleman. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Coleman. Mary yes. Elizabeth Coleman. And then Bob Andre is going to be on Tuesday. And interesting because when I talked to Bob Andre last night, actually we texted back and forth, he liked Tuesday because you know what significance Tuesday is? Yeah, it's filing day. Yes, that's filing day. So I guess he'll be in Jefferson City on Tuesday then, right? Don't they actually yeah, all have to go down there? Yeah, I think he'll file. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll be down there. Right. Okay, so we'll talk to him. And, and I guess this is a dumb question, but you know this better than anybody. Will he be standing in line when we talk to him? Go run at 720 because don't they all line up for the first? Yeah, yeah, he'll probably be in line, yeah. So, we'll be- so folks, other folks can hear his his conversation. Now, the most important thing now, the, I think the I think the mix has been changed up a little bit. In general, as long as you're there the first day, I don't believe it matters as much as as where you are in line. But it is a symbolic thing, and people, you know, take selfies or have the, they have their campaign people take pictures of them in line. It's a rite of passage. Well- I thought the the order that they were on the ballot was the order they showed up to to uh, sign up. Is not it used to be, and I believe that I believe that the process now is everybody who's there on the first day they do essentially you know a raffle so to speak or a random number. But as long as you're there the first day, oh, that's okay, the most I got important you. Thing. So it's not like people are camping out like two weeks ahead of time to that's be. That's exactly right. You're okay. exactly right. Okay. So so see I'm see John, you you're you're a great tutor for me. You know I mean you know John is see here's the deal. John's the smart smart guy the very smart guy i'm the dumb radio guy so that's the i'm the smart mouth guy brad (laughs) i'm the smart mouth guy and you're the you're the polished veteran yeah right i don't know about that it's true it's true okay and hey you know what and and this is a great example brad of us having these candidates on the show what i will not let you do brad i will not let you talk about yourself and make it low self-esteem theater and say, hey, we're just this little radio station and nobody's going to come on. Nobody's going to come on our show. I'm not going to let you talk about yourself or our show like that, Brad. You don't like my self-deprecation? 
I do like I do appreciate it. And you know, as I was texting with somebody about this last week, somebody who we know and love, who I'll protect their identity. But we were talking about one of your greatest traits, Brad, is your humility. And there's a difference between that and saying, "Oh no, we're, we you know." Our show's not important enough for congressional candidates to come on. Of course it is, Brad. The most influential people in the state listen to us before they go on their trip to D.C. They download the podcast. They listen to it on the plane. They listen to us to and from Jeff City or wherever they're going in the course of their day. So we will not – I will not let you self-deprecate too much, Brad. Well, you know, John, I will tell you this, that I don't – I will, will not think we have arrived. We've come to that, you know, that pinnacle in the radio industry. I won't think we have arrived until Tracy Ellis calls me and say, Oh, Brad, I love your show. And that, and that she wants to do the show <laughs> and that she has unblocked me from social media. Yes. <laughs> un- unblocked <laughs> me as well too. Okay. Um, last couple minutes of this segment. Do you know who Beavis Shock is? Have you ever heard of this guy oh, before? Yeah. Okay. He's a prolific attorney. Right. Yeah. Okay. Kind of a, an old curmudgeon guy. Right. Right. I love his name. Okay. He, Beavis Shock. I heard him yesterday in Mark Reardon's show. Do you know about this crazy situation in South City where this guy has, has like, is like is is a squatter on these people's front lawn? You've heard this weird story? Yeah. Yeah. And didn't uh, they tried to remove him? And what happened? It's just gotten bizarre. Apparently, he's been there three years. He has like a tent and everything he's set up. And apparently, the little crazy little area of the law where he's able to get away with this is that if you have a piece of property, like let's say you live in your house, you have a house, that technically there are easements, like it depends upon where you're at. Typically, it's like (laughs) 10 or 12 feet of your front property is not technically your property. It's an easement that the county can, you know, use or, you know, Ameren UE puts their wires and stuff like that through it. And technically, this guy, whoever this homeless guy is, is set up on the piece of property where it's the sidewalk, which is owned by the city, and part of the easement. So therefore, he's not technically on the private person's property, but he's got a tent right in front of their house on the sidewalk. Well, I think it's fair because as I understand that he mows, he removes the gumballs, he picks up litter. <laughs> I don't I think mean, he, what more do you want well, from him, I don't Brad? think I, don't I might think, hire him out here. I don't think he does any of those things. Now, the interesting part of this is that and 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 there are certain cities that are having this wave of squatter problems where and I think Atlanta's one of them right now where the way the laws are written that if like and this is especially true of real estate that is up for sale people see a for sale sign the squatters will take the for sale sign down they'll break into the house and they'll fabricate a lease which essentially says hey you know we're legal residents of the house and sometimes depending upon the municipality and and how the laws are written even if it's like your house, let's say you, these people break into your house and they take over your house, it's for sale, and you're in the process of trying selling it, it may take you one to two years to get them evicted because the laws have been written, and they know the little idiosyncrasies in the laws. That's why apparently it's being very prolific in Atlanta because of the fact that the Atlanta and the Georgia state laws are very, very, very pro-tenant. And once you essentially have declared tenancy, and that's what they're doing, they're moving in, they said they they come up with a fake lease, it gets very hard for them to throw them out. Police show up, they say, oh, this is a civil matter, you know, there's no crime being committed here because the fact that, you know, we're not attorneys, we don't know what the lease is. So, and I'm going like, this has gotten bizarre. Don't, I mean, I mean, to me, this is something that should be front burner 
in the legislature. But yeah, addressed by yeah. And every time I hear the story, and I remember this was a huge deal during the housing crisis of what oh eight oh nine whatever that period was. Right. I remember all throughout the country, people you know when people would go into these beautiful homes that the other that the original family couldn't afford and just squat in there and live there for years. Now what I don't understand is. Do they are they still able to get utilities? Are they still able to get water, heat, electricity? Well, some of them have them, some of them don't. But but yeah. but see, the interesting thing about it is, once they come up with this fake leases, is that you know you call up Amory and UE and you say, hey, I'm at you know one two three Mockingbird Lane, and and they go, well, is this your property? Well, I don't own it, but I'm I'm leasing it. You know, I guess you know if they if they pay the deposit and stuff like that, you know they they hook up the utilities and it's we'll, we'll make our second Sopranos reference of the week. This is where in the Sopranos you would just have some guys come in the house and the house would be clear in about fifteen minutes. Well, <laughs> like I don't like what what. <laughs> what keeps you from physically removing these people? Uh, because of the fact that then they can file uh, charges against you for uh, essentially for assault and battery. Wow. Be- because see here, and that's the interesting here. Let's, let's carry this over to the next segment yeah, okay. because we're long in this one. Uh, anyway, um, I heard the thing with B with shock yesterday, and I thought to myself, God, this has gotten so bizarre. Okay, we have to take a break. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?